0: Well, good morning, church. How are we? Good morning morning to those of you on our online campus. We are so glad that you are joining us today and able to um, navigate the morning with us. We hope that you find everything you need. If, If you need anything at all, there are hosts on there. Feel free to ask them. They would love to help you out this morning. But for the family that is in the room, we are excited you're here. It's going to be a good one. But before we do that, um, I don't want to leave him hanging too long, standing back here, lurking in the... Um, it always makes me laugh how nervous he gets when he doesn't have a guitar and isn't, isn't able to, so... Um, but there is some, just some family business for, for those of you here in our family online that uh, we just need to chat through this morning and just make you aware of. Um, don't worry, he's not leaving, so that's... Um, but, but we do love Jala, and God has him, you know, that song we sang about the unknown. Um, God has Jala in the midst of the unknown at the moment. Um, they have found a polyp on his vocal cords, and they have put him on, essentially on a month's vocal rest, which if you know Jala, that's like torture. That's like the worst thing you could do to him. Um, some people are clapping because they don't want to hear you talk, apparently. So... Uh, but, but it really is a season when it, it is unknown. They don't know if a month's vocal rest is going to fix it. And obviously with what he does as a worship leader, uh, we want to make you aware because he's not going to be doing what he normally does. And, and I was joking with him this morning. I'm like, you get to do your first love of play guitar. And, um, but at the same time, he does an awful lot um, when he's not actually song leading. He's still leading the entire team through a microphone and, and obviously not being able to talk that that is a huge thing. So um, along with that, we're just as a family journeying together. The unknown obviously is, is concerning. And, and if it doesn't clear up after a month, there's potential that it could go to surgery and um, we'll walk that road out. But I would love it this morning. We, first, we want to make you aware so that if you come up to him and he doesn't talk to you, he's being good. He's doing what he's supposed to. Um, so if you come up to him after the service it, with encouragement just make sure it's all one way and don't force him to talk. Um, that would defeat the purpose. But, uh, but along with that, like I, I would love it if we could just pray for him this morning. Um, if you would, st- if you're a guest, this is weird. Okay, I get this, but if you if you would stand and just put your arm out towards him to show support for him, um, pray with me, God. We come before you this morning. I thank you for this man. I thank you for what he means to our family and i thank you for all the gifts and talents that you've given him god i i know from conversation and i know just knowing his heart god this is one of the um loves of his life is to to worship in song and so to be on vocal rest and not be able to do that god it's it's a season that will be tough and so god i just pray for him that you would encourage him and strengthen him that you would let him know you're in control that let him know that you Um, have all this planned out. You have a a journey for him to walk. God, we pray for healing. We pray that you would um, remove whatever it is, the polyp or or whatever else is going on, God, that you would just heal him fully, restore his voice, um, that he could um, just not only lead us, but God, that his own soul can worship in song. And so, God, we love this man. We lift him up to you. We're grateful for him. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And on that light note, um, so if you've been around the church at all, uh, one of the things you you may have heard, and if you haven't, um, hence the conversation we're having, that often it's asked, what is the vision of the church? What do, what do we exist for? Well, if you're asking for a why, the why is people, right? Like that's, that's the mission of God. It's always been the mission of God. And and on top of that, we've kind of broken that down into three specific areas that we call them the three E's. But as a church, if somebody was to say, why, why do we exist? We exist first and foremost to see people encounter Jesus. That everything we do um, is geared towards people having a genuine encounter with the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we know that if you meet Jesus, you will never be the same. And, and so just leaning into that wholeheartedly and saying, that's, that's one of the reasons we exist. Uh, second reason we exist is if you have an encounter with Jesus, then we believe that we want you to engage. We should, as believers, be engaging in our faith with Jesus. And, and, and so what that looks like is um, you, you've had the encounter. Now I'm stepping into my faith. I'm leaning into my faith and I'm going, God, I want to grow. I want to engage deeper with you. And, and often for us, the way that happens is in what we call group life. And what we mean by that is, are you intentionally in a relationship with another believer, whether that be in a life group setting with with multiples of people, or do you have someone in your life that you are meeting with intentionally on a regular basis, and, and the purpose of you meeting is... Um, as the Bible talks about, iron sharpens iron, that you are, you are meeting together to push one another deeper and further. You're, you're asking each other questions that are pertinent to um, life and to how you live and how you journey. Are, are you engaging in your faith? And so there's a personal side of engaging where, where I, I study and I grow deeper. But for us, that, there's, there's a much larger side that says that the way that happens best is in community. There is safety in community. And you have community around you. I'd encourage you, if you don't, the easiest way to get community is through our life groups ministry. That you can step in today. You can go out there and ask them, how do I do this? And they'll help you navigate that, but to to engage and step into further. And then once you've engaged in your faith, we believe what will happen is the Spirit of God will move inside of you and, and empower you to serve. The next logical step for you is I got to give this away. I got to give it away. Whatever form that looks like, whatever gifts, talents, however that looks for you, that the next logical step in your journey is that you um, get to step into service of, of others. We, were, we weren't designed to hold it. We were designed to give it away. And so if you're here and you go, okay, what is the church about? That's it. We exist to see people encounter Jesus, engage in their faith with Jesus, and to see them empowered to serve Jesus, whether that be here. As a door holder on a Sunday morning or that be across the globe with one of our partners on a trip, uh, we believe that we're designed, we're best when we, we serve and give it away. So kind of capturing that, that that's a holistic view of life. So, so yes, as a church, that's, that's our vision and that's our, where we're driving. But on an individual level, those things can be very prevalent in my life in every area of life. And that's exactly what we're talking about with this whole concept of a piece of cake. Is how does your faith, how does what you've been given in Jesus interact and move in the spaces that we find called life? And I I got thinking this week just on the side of, we've been talking about how I got my work life and I got my you know, home life, and I got my finances, and I got my friends, and I got school, and I I have all these areas. I got sports and and leisure, and and I have all these areas, and and what hit me this week is we we often talk about those as all I say, but I want to show you something. Um, If you're a baker in the room, don't judge the next five minutes. (laughs) If you're at home, no comments on my baking skills. Um, but but if it's true that, that, that I have and we'll call this work, right? That I have a work life. That the, the flower represents work. Well, here's what I want you to catch. Work goes in here, right? If not, we'll never bake a cake. Agreed? It would be really hard to bake a cake if you keep all the ingredients separate. And the whole point of the series is to have a life that is full, rich, and satisfying. So, so if I'm going to have a life that's full, rich, and satisfying, i got to bake the cake. But to bake the cake, if the first, if the first one is, is specifically an area of my life, my work life, and this is my home life, they have to go in the same what? The same container. You know what the container is? You. Yeah, you ever think about this? I, I got to think about it this week. Like for me, it's easy to categorize, right? It's easy to go. I got my work life, I got my coaching life, I got my home life, I got my parenting, I got my finances. I, you know, I can go through. I got my friends. I got you can go through it, and, and for me, it's somewhat easy because I physically move into those different spaces. But they were never designed to be separate. And I got to thinking about my wife. Um, we've we've been blessed in the sense of. Um, through sacrifice and through what God has done, that that she's been able to be a stay-at-home mom. And we've been able to navigate that journey over the years, um, just something that we went for us personally, like this is worth sacrificing for, we're going to do it. And I got to thinking about her world. She wakes up, and guess where she's at? She's at work, right? She just woke up, and she's at work. But then she's also in her personal world, because when she gets up and she's getting ready, that's her personal world. And then she, she moves into um, parenting life, right? But that, that's just in the same space that work and everything else was. That for her, there is no, I'm going to put on my parenting hat now, and I'm just going to step into parenting world, and in parenting world, I'm going to be a different person than what I was when I was just doing whatever it was over here as a wife or as a, as a mom or as a whatever, you see, I think that's a much more clear image, a better image, of what it looks like to be a believer navigating life. And here's what I mean. So, 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 so far we just mixed two together, right? And if we begin to add more to it, so I got work, I got home, I got finances, right? And then, and then on top of that, I got. Maybe maybe I got a, a leisure activity I like to do, I got something fun that I like to do, because it's icing sugar, so it's gotta be fun. Right? Um but then I get something that's the flavor of life, it's the relationships in life, and I therein. And then on top of that now I got I got my church life, right? And that's the butter, because butter makes everything better. <laughs> right? So so I got butter, and then and then there's an area of life that we, we don't talk about in church. Right? It's our sex life. Now, they're all in the same what? Space. And I know some of you were here and you're like, I came to hear the Bible. We're getting there. But you see, as you live and they all get mixed together, right? Or they should. That's a mess. Just saying. But as they, as they all get mixed together, I want you to come and pull them apart now. It would be what? Impossible. And when we try to live the Christian life and pull sections apart and over here I have my spiritual life and over here I have my whatever life, like this isn't something new. When I grew up, guess what church was talking about? You have the secular world and you have the Christian world. I, I don't know who came up with that, but hey, they weren't right. You were created a spiritual being. All of life is spiritual. Every single moment you step into is a spiritual moment. And and so what we begin to capture now and what we begin to get from the picture is that all of the spaces of life are designed to be lived the same. That you would be seen the same no matter what area of life I found you in. That you don't all of a sudden switch on your husband hat and now I got to be a good husband. Right? But the person you are rolls into the space that is a husband. And it should be consistent what you find. I shouldn't, and I don't know if you do this. This isn't based on anybody's story. I just want to be clear. But if you cheat financially at work, but you don't cheat in your home life, you have an issue. If, if I can go to sites and, and, and do what I want to do in my sexual life, but then I come over here and act like I'm moral... Okay, can I tell you, you, you weren't designed to live with that separation. Did, did all of it is combined together. That what we're supposed to be becoming is no matter where you find us, you find us doing the same thing. If you have a Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And so Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. right? Paul was writing in real times. There were real issues going on and he's writing to them. He's writing real encouragement to them. We have it captured for us. And to the church there, he says this in verse 8. For you were once darkness. Okay, hang on, because we we like to add a word there. You know what the word is? In. We like to add a word that says, for you were once in darkness. But you notice there is no in. What God is saying, you were once darkness. So so pre-meeting Jesus... Before meeting Jesus, before the transformation that the empty tomb provides, you were darkness. That is the opposite of what God is. Because God, according to John, later writes, God is light and in him there is no darkness. So what it's saying is you once were completely the opposite of God. Now, Castro says next. Sorry, online, I move really fast, and that's going to mess up your, sorry. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Okay, okay, you get it? You are light. That is, that is a declaration of who you are. Right. We just sang a song about what I am who he says I is. Right. I am who you say I am. Right. And he says about you today, if you're here and you've had a genuine encounter with Jesus, if you haven't, then I got to tell you, you're missing out on the greatest thing that ever happened. And I don't mean that because like I have to stand here and preach. I mean that because in my life, if you were to take me back and you were to say, why do you do what you do? Why do you care so much? It's because Jesus is the only thing on the planet that I've ever found that actually transforms people. Self-will doesn't do it. Just pull up the bootstraps doesn't do it. The next best program doesn't do it. If it did, we would not need 12 steps to better living and everybody's riding them. One of them would be enough. And so for me, the transformation that Jesus makes is this transformation that's being painted that you went from darkness to light. You are completely different today. And to be clear now, this is how it plays out because we, we play this ladder game. You ever notice that in our Christian faith? What do I mean by the ladder game? Well, man, I was good today. That's another step higher, Right. Man, I, I, that guy was on the side of the road, and I stopped, and no one saw me, and I slipped him a 20. Like, woo! getting closer to Jesus. Right? And, and we climb this ladder, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we have this moment where we go, oh, that was the furthest thing from God. And guess what we do? We slide back down where? Back down the ladder. And we begin to work again. We just begin to strive and go back up. Okay, okay, what, what Paul is saying here is the complete opposite. You are light. That is not, you're becoming light. That is not, you might be light one day. That is not, you just keep going slugger, you'll make it. He says, you are light. Now notice what he says next. Live, live, live as children of light. Okay, okay. We're going to break it down real, real simple, because sometimes we way overcomplicate this thing. You ready? you are light, live like it. You know what the word live is? Walk. Know what the word walk is? Every step you make in life, everywhere you go, every single space that you find yourself. So every different Like what we do is categorize. We're not categorizing every different moment of life. So whether it be a parenting moment, it be a financial moment, it be a marriage moment, it be a church moment, it be a work moment, it be a leisure moment, it be, no matter what it is, it might be school, that that in that space, what I'm going to do is what? Live as what? Live like what I am. I'm what? I'm light. Okay. Well, at this point you should be going, well, what is light? Right? Good. Next verse. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. For the fruit, right? If you got a fruit tree, you want what from it? Fruit. Right? That means it's doing what it should. So it's saying, now if you are light, as someone who has met Jesus, you are light, so live like it, walk like it, everything you do, that's that's what you are, right? Now it's saying, okay. The fruit of light, when you walk as you are, the fruit is goodness. <laughs> you know what goodness is? I strive to find the good in every single moment. So, so, so now I enter, I enter my marriage. right? And you may be hearing going, "Oh man, my marriage, i tell you what. It's the worst thing ever. You know what you do as a person of light? You walk into it and go, where's the good? Because it's guaranteed to be good. Right? God is for marriage, so God is in marriage, so where's the good? Because God is what? Good. I guarantee you, if you begin to find the good, you'll stop calling out the bad. You ever met somebody cynical or a critic? Everybody's got an opinion, right? And you meet people and they just tear stuff down. Like they, they physically cannot find the good. You know what? We're supposed to be as light. Completely the opposite. That we show up. We roll into a space and they're like, man, see how awesome that is? That's amazing. Wow, you did that? You're phenomenal. Right? And some of you are going, that's not realistic. You might be the cynic. <laughs> just kidding. Right? But the reality is, I got a friend named David. He has positivity as a strength, right? I don't, right? He has positivity as a strength. You know what? We can walk into anything. The sky could be falling. Chicken Little could be yelling. And he's walking into space going, oh man, this is great. I'm like, how is this great, bro? The sky's falling. Well, I don't know. Let's see what happens, right? We got a hole now. It's great, right? But as, as, a, as someone of light, As someone of faith, then surely we have hope. And hope always finds the good. And so as you walk into a space, you're striving for it. Another word there was upright or righteousness, which is in every moment as I walk through life, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing with me the right thing. I'm looking for the right thing. I'm looking for integrity. I'm walking with integrity. I'm trustworthy. It's part of my na- nature and essence. Let me ask you, are you trustworthy? You probably should ask somebody in your world. You remember that little group that tells you the truth? I would ask them, am I trustworthy? Do I find the good? Because here's the thing. like, like This is who you are. So, so remember the ladder? Like if you're climbing the ladder, right? The ladder's done away with you. you know why? Because you are light. If you choose to not live by the fruit of light, which is strive for the good, find like integrity, strive to bring it all of that, right? And then the last one there is truth, so you're not going to be deceitful, right? Okay. So so if you're you're walking in the fruit of the light, if I'm not finding the good, I didn't fall down the ladder. You know what I did? I just walked over here to who I used to be and I'm pretending. I'm a hypocrite. Cuz I'm acting like something I'm not. You see, because the difference is, on this side, this is who I used to be. I'm no longer this. You're called to not be this person. So here's the thing. Stop beating yourself up when you find yourself not being that person and just go, I don't want to be this person. I was safe for better. See how easy it is? It's not an up and down. It's a lateral. Let me ask you. And the areas of life, as you mix them together, all of them, and you walk through them all, how are you doing at being who you are? That's not condemning. But you ever have that moment sometimes where you're just like, Ugh! I can't do this. It's too hard. I know I'm supposed to look for the good. I'm just tired. Oh, I know I'm supposed to be a, a rainbows and sunshine when I walk in a room, right? Because I'm a Christian, and you told me that this week at church, and yet here I am on Wednesday, and on Wednesday, I'm like, ugh. See, here's what's interesting. Baker's in the room. You're already ahead of me, you little sneaky people. You see, if I was to take this, I'd have to mix it a whole bunch more, and uh, there's a couple ingredients missing. But for the most part, if I was to take this and put it in the oven, it would come out as some form of birthday cake, right? Because this is a classic birthday cake recipe, apparently. But if I don't add this, that cake will never be all it could be. And all this is is baking powder, right? And what baking powder does is it takes the ingredients and there's there's a chemical reaction to it. that that leavens the whole thing. It goes into every single piece and ingredient of the cake. And you know what it does? It makes it light and fluffy. Who doesn't like light and fluffy cake? Right? And and it brings out the sweetness. And so now you you have this agent, if you like, that even though everything else was there, when the agents added the way it should be, What happens is all of a sudden the richness and fullness, because remember this piece of cake series is all about what? Having a life that is rich, full, and satisfying. Why are we harping on that? Because the good shepherd came and said he came to give life to the full. We saw last week a demonstration with soda and water, right? Where we got to see what Jesus has done when he pushes out everything we weren't meant to be. And what we're left with is you are light. And so in, in your ingredients, in your space, I want to give you one more picture of baking powder. And it's taken, out of, it's taken out of Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. So Jesus is speaking. And Jesus is speaking specifically to a crowd that some had rejected him, but some of them, some of them there was an a immense weight of religion that had been placed. And, and just like we were talking about, that when you, when you find yourself being who you're not, sometimes it, it, can get, it can get weary, right? Or if you're over here and you're like trying and trying and I'm just getting tired because I can't do it, that I would say that's like baking a cake without baking powder. Because here, here's what I mean. Look at verse 28. Come to me. So Jesus is saying, he begins out, we're like, come on, it's an invitation. It's an invitation. Who? All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. I will never force anything on you. I'm gentle and humble. Jesus is saying, come to me, those of you that are weary. Come to me, those of you that are burdened. You're overwhelmed today? Good. You know why? Because Jesus wants to carry it. So, t- so today he's calling, right? And he's calling specifically in this context those that are burned out on religion, those that are tired, those that have been striving to do what they know they should do, be who they are. He says, Come, and I will give you rest. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I want to make it practical because we're on the last week of piece of cake, right? And so what I would call these verses is this is the baking powder. And some of you are like, bakers in the room are like, way too much, way too much. That's not going to, it's okay. You have to be able to see it. That's all. See, what Jesus does is he wants to infuse everything in your life, but he says, come to me, let me carry it. And Eugene Peterson and a group of people gave us an amazing piece of work that some call a translation, some call it paraphrase, but it, but it's a version of the Bible where there's a lot of words that they've added to help us understand and bring clarity And and, and I want you to catch this because for me, this is maybe some of the most practical, beautiful language that that has been brought out within that that piece of work. And so it's the same verses, but it says this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Come to Jesus. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Next verse. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, David told you to breathe at the beginning. That's your breathe right there. Just. See, cause this is where it gets real practical. You were never designed to burn out being light. You were just designed to be light. But you see, where you became light was at the per, with the person of Jesus, in the moment of transformation with Jesus. And it's, it, it's, it's actually a hindrance to humanity that we do this, but we meet Jesus, and man, we're real tight with Jesus for that first part because we're like, we know, without you, I'm nothing, right? And then we, it's like training wheels on a kid's bike, right? Right? They're getting more confident, more confident. We're like, we're pretty good, man. I think I got got this, Jesus. I think I can do this. And it can become really easy to begin doing it in your own strength, in your own striving. And that's when people burn out on religion. That's when people make horrific mistakes in their spheres of life. Did you catch it? because it's going to get real practical. You ready? Jesus says, walk with me. (laughs) That's it. What does walk mean? Every area of life, every moment of life, every step forward you make, when you go to sleep, when you wake up, when you're getting ready, when you walk out your door, when you go in your car to go to wherever you got to go, like dropping kids off that whole thing, going to school, whatever it is, going to work, like, like just walk with Jesus. Be mindful of Jesus. It, it, here's, a, here's a better picture. It'd be like me, and I'm thinking about doing this, by the way, taking my daughter's hand and going, everywhere I go today, you are going to go with me. And we're going to be this close all day long. How well do you think I'd know my daughter by the end of the day? Better or worse? Whole lot better. How much better would she know her daddy? A whole lot better. Right? And, and so so that's that's what's captured here in this verse is, hey, hey, just walk with me. Just walk with me. Let me walk into the spaces of your life. Let me be the ingredient that's added that brings fluffy and lightness and sweetness and beauty. You ever seen somebody who's really good at baking? You ever seen their creation? They get done and it takes your breath away. And then you taste it and it's like, "Oh! It's over." Sugar half in the next week. Right? But just walk with me. And I love the next part work with me. You know what that just did? That stopped you over here on the hamster wheel just going, Ooh, just got to work, just got to work, just got to work. He's like, no, 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 we're in this together. We are co workers in this. And I got you in the spaces that I need you in because only you can influence those spaces with light. But let me work with you because I'm light. So walk with me, work with me. What's that last part? Watch how I do it. You know the craziest part about a Christian life? Jesus saves you, which you could not do yourself. He rescues you. He transforms you. He gives you a completely new identity. And then on top of that, he gives you stuff to do and purpose, and you step into it, and he does it through you. Like, he he does it all, but we forget that. My job is just to hold his hand. My job is just to go to work with him. My job is to just let him work through me. Watch how I do it, because I'll amaze you. I don't know if you've had this moment yet in your faith, but you'll have them if you'll trust them. Where you get in a moment and you get done and you go, that was not me in the slightest. I don't even know where that came from. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Hey, guess what? Monday. Oh, Monday's a tough day, right? Weekend's over. woo Everybody's depressed on a Monday, especially with the weather. The weather's like cold. You know what you do when the weather's cold and it's a Monday? Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Oh, man, Tuesday. I don't know what your Tuesday's like. My Tuesday is all day meetings right now. I mean, from the minute I get in to the minute I go home, it is just meetings. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Wednesday, ooh, you hit that top of that Wednesday, oh man, I'm so happy when Wednesday's done, why? Because you're on the downhill. Downhill to what, the weekend. On Wednesday, what do you gotta do? Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Thursday, Uh Thursday man, it's grind, right? Walk with me, work with me. I'm making it sound like you hate your life. Man, those of you on the online campus, you got a Friday coming. What are you going to do? Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Roll into your weekend. That's your time, right? Get to the weekend. That's your... Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Oh, you came to church today? Oh. I hope you came to church walking with him, working with him, and watching what he does. And you know what Eugene Peterson calls this? the unforced rhythms of grace. That's how we're supposed to live. It's unforced. God is never going to make you do it. That's why it's an invitation. Come to me. Jesus is saying, I got you. I got rest for your weary soul. All you got to do is step in and just walk with me today. Just work with me today. And oh, buddy, watch how I do it. Because I'll take every single piece of your world and we'll make it into one heck of a beautiful cake. Over your lifetime, may you experience the unforced rhythms of grace that lead you to a full, rich, satisfying life that you'll look back and go, that was a piece of cake. So God, we come before you today. God, we don't deserve, we don't, there's nothing about this whole thing that is even makes sense from the standpoint of earning, deserving. But God, the truth of the gospel is you're putting all things back together, including us in every area of our life. God, would you forgive us for the moments when we live like people we're not? Would you inspire us to be all that you have called us to be? God, that we are becoming light for those around. And God, in the midst of what is so chaotic and so busy at times, God, when we learn how to walk and work and watch you do it. May we learn to just rest in the unforced rhythms of grace. That you are gentle and humble in spirit. God, that your yoke, your work is not hard. When we walk with you and we work with you, it only gets heavy when we think it's our work. Would you forgive us for that? And God, as we head out of this room and into our weeks, whatever they look like, into the spaces, whatever they look like, into the ingredients we call life. Would you allow us, God, through your spirit and through the power of your spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, would you allow us to be the light of the world that you've called us to be simply because we walked, worked, and watched you do it? We love you, and everybody said